chapter twenty eight of young people's treasury volume six famous travels and adventures by hamilton wright maybe this librivox recording is in the public domain recorded by betty b a mecca pilgrim in disguise by richard f burton in the autumn of eighteen fifty two i offered my services to the royal geographical society of london for the purpose of removing that opprobrium to modern adventure the huge white blot which in our map denotes the eastern and central regions of arabia on the evening of april third eighteen fifty three i left london and upon reaching suez about three months later left there for jiddah the port of mecca immense was the confusion on the eventful day of our departure suppose us standing on the beach on the morning of a fiery july day carefully watching our hurriedly packed goods and chattels surrounded by a mob of idlers who are not too proud to pick up waifs and strays while pilgrims rush about apparently mad and friends are weeping acquaintances vociferating adieus boatmen demanding fees shopmen claiming debts women shrieking and talking with inconceivable power children crying in short for an hour or so we were in the thick of a human storm to confound confusion the boatmen have moored their skiff half a dozen yards away from the shore lest the porter should be unable to make more than double their fare from the pilgrims when on the water the pilgrims offer this prayer o allah o exalted o almighty o all pitiful o all powerful thou art my god and sufficeth to me the knowledge of it glorified be the lord my lord and glorified be the faith my faith thou givest victory to whom thou pleasest and thou art the glorious the merciful we pray thee for safety in our goings forth and in our standing still in our words and our designs in our dangers of temptation and doubts and the secret designs of our hearts subject unto us this sea even as thou didst subject the deep to moses and as thou didst subject the fire to abraham and as thou didst subject the iron to david and as thou didst subject the wind and the devils and genie and mankind to solomon and as thou didst subject to the moon and il barak to mohammed upon whom be allah's mercy and his blessing and subject unto us all the seas in earth and heaven in the visible and in thine invisible worlds the sea of this life and the sea of futurity o thou who reignest over everything and unto whom all things return kiar kiar we traveled through a country fantastic in its desolation a mass of huge hills barren plains and desert vales even the sturdy acacias here failed and in some places the camel grass could not find earth enough to take root in the road wound among mountains rocks and hills of granite over broken ground flanked by huge blocks and boulders piled up as if man's art had aided nature to disfigure herself vast clefts seemed like scars on the hideous face of earth here they widened into dark caves there they were choked up with glistening drift sand not a bird or a beast was to be seen or heard their presence would have argued the vicinity of water and though my companions opined that bedouins were lurking among the rocks i decided that these bedouins were the creatures of their fears above a sky like polished blue steel with a tremendous blaze of yellow light glared upon us 
without the thinnest veil of mist or cloud the distant prospect indeed was more attractive than the nearer view because it borrowed a bright azure tinge from the intervening atmosphere but the jagged peaks and the perpendicular streaks of shadow down the flanks of the mountainous background showed that no change for the better was yet in store for us we travelled that night up a dry river course in an easterly direction and at early dawn found themselves in an ill-famed gorge called shuab el hajj the pilgrim's pass the loudest talkers became silent as we neared it and their countenances showed apprehension written in legible characters presently from the high precipitous cliff on our left thin blue curls of smoke somehow or other they caught every eye rose in the air and instantly afterwards rang the loud sharp cracks of the hillmen's matchlocks echoed by the rocks on the right my shugduf had been broken by the camels falling during the night so i called out to mansour that we had better splice the framework with a bit of rope he looked up saw me laughing and with an ejaculation of disgust disappeared a number of bedouins were to be seen swarming like hornets over the crests of the rocks boys as well as men carrying huge weapons and climbing with the agility of cats they took up comfortable places in the cutthroat eminence and began firing upon us with perfect convenience to themselves the height of the hills and the glare of the rising sun prevented my seeing objects very distinctly but my companions pointed out to me places where the rock had been scarped and a kind of breastwork of rough stones the sangha of afghanistan piled up as a defence and a rest for the long barrel of the matchlock it was useless to challenge the bedouins to come down and fight us upon the plain like men and it was equally unprofitable for our escort to fire upon a foe ensconced behind stones we had therefore nothing to do but to blaze away as much powder and to veil ourselves in as much smoke as possible the result of the affair was that we lost twelve men besides camels and other beasts of burden though the bandits showed no symptoms of bravery and confined themselves to slaughtering the enemy from their hilltop my companions seemed to consider this questionable affair a most gallant exploit half an hour after leaving the wadi el akik or blessed valley we came to a huge flight of steps roughly cut in a long broad line of black scoriaceous basalt this is called the muduraj or flight of steps over the western ridge of the so-called el heratain it is holy ground for the prophet spoke well of it arrived at the top we passed through a lane of black scoria with steep banks on both sides and after a few minutes a full view of the city suddenly opened on us we halted our beasts as if by word of command all of us descended in imitation of the pious of old and sat down jaded and hungry as we were to feast our eyes with a view of the holy city the prayer was o allah this is the haram sanctuary of the prophet make it to us a protection from hell-fire and a refuge from eternal punishment o oh, open the gates of thy mercy and let us pass through them to the land of joy as we looked eastward the sun arose out of the horizon of low hills blurred and dotted with small tufted trees which gained a giant stature from the morning mists and the earth was stained with gold and purple before us lay a spacious plain bounded in front by the undulating ground of nejid 
on the left was a grim barrier of rocks the celebrated mount ohad with a clump of verdure and a white dome or two nestling at its base rightward broad streaks of lilac-colored mists were thick with gathered dew they are pierced and thinned by the morning rays stretched over the date groves and the gardens of cuba which stood out in emerald green from the dull tawny surface of the plain below at the distance of about two miles lay el medina at first sight it appeared a large place but a closer inspection proved the impression to be an erroneous one passing through muddy streets they had been freshly watered before evening time i came suddenly upon the prophet's mosque like that at mecca the approach is choked up by ignoble buildings some actually touching the holy enceinte others separated by a lane compared with which the road around st paul's is a vatican square there is no outer front no general aspect of the prophet's mosque consequently as a building it has neither beauty nor dignity and entering the bab el ramah the gate of pity by a diminutive flight of steps i was astonished at the mean and tawdry appearance of a place so universally venerated in the moslem world it is not like the meccan mosque grand and simple the expression of a single sublime idea the longer i looked at it the more it suggested the resemblance of a museum of second-rate art a curiosity shop full of ornaments that are not accessories and decorated with pauper splendor our days in medina were spent thus at dawn we arose washed prayed and broke our fast upon a crust of stale bread before smoking a pipe and drinking a cup of coffee then it was time to dress to mount and to visit the haram in one of the holy places outside the city returning before the sun became intolerable we sat together and with conversation shishas and chabuks coffee and cold water perfumed with mustiche smoke we whiled away the time till our aristal an early dinner which appeared at the primitive hour of eleven a m the meal was served in the majis on a large copper tray sent from the upper apartments ejaculating bismillah the moslem grace we all sat around it and dipped equal hands in the dishes set before us we had usually unleavened bread different kinds of meat and vegetable stews and at the end of the first course plain boiled rice eaten with spoons then came the fruits fresh dates grapes and pomegranates after dinner i used invariably to find some excuse such as the habit of a kalula midday siesta or the being a sadawi or person of melancholy temperament to have a rug spread in the dark passage and there to lie reading dozing smoking or writing all through the worst part of the day from noon to sunset then came the hour for receiving and paying visits the evening prayers ensued either at home or in the haram followed by our supper another substantial meal like the dinner but more plentiful of bread meat vegetables rice and fruits in the evening we sometimes dressed in common clothes and went to the cafe sometimes on festive occasions we indulged in a late supper of sweetmeats pomegranates and dried fruits usually we sat upon mattresses spread upon the ground in the open air at the sheikah's door receiving evening visits chatting telling stories and making merry till each as he felt the approach of the drowsy god sank down into his proper place and fell asleep my companions and i joined the caravan from damascus the day's march was peculiarly 
arabian it was a desert peopled only with echoes a place of death for what little there is to die in it a wilderness where to use my companion's phrase there is nothing but he allah nature scalped flayed discovered her anatomy to the gazer's eye the horizon was a sea of mirage gigantic sand columns whirled over the plain and on both sides of our road were huge piles of bare rock standing detached upon the surface of sand and clay here they appeared in oval lumps heaped up with a semblance of symmetry there a single boulder stood with its narrow foundation based upon a pedestal of low dome-shaped rock all are of a pink coarse-grained granite which flakes off in large crusts under the influence of the atmosphere on the morning of sunday september eleventh eighteen fifty three about one a m i was aroused by general excitement mecca mecca cried some voices i looked out from my litter there at last it lay the bourne of my long and weary pilgrimage realizing the plans and hopes of many and many a year the mirage medium of fancy invested the huge catalfalque and its gloomy pall with peculiar charms there were no giant fragments of hoar antiquity as in egypt no remains of graceful and harmonious beauty as in greece and italy no barbaric gorgeousness as in the buildings of india yet the view was strange unique and how few have looked upon the celebrated shrine i may truly say that of all the worshippers who clung weeping to the curtain or who pressed their beating hearts to the stone none felt for the moment a deeper emotion than did the haji from the far north it was as if the poetical legends of the arab spoke truth and that the waving wings of angels not the sweet breeze of morning were agitating and swelling the black covering of the shrine but to confess humbling truth theirs was the high feeling of religious enthusiasm mine was the ecstasy of gratified pride for a long time i stood looking in despair at the swarming crowd of bedouin and other pilgrims that besieged the black stone our boy mohammed was equal to the occasion during our circuit he had displayed a fiery zeal against heresy and schism by foully abusing every persian in his path and the inopportune introduction of hard words into his prayers made the latter a strange patchwork he might for instance be repeating and i take refuge with thee from ignominy in this world when o thou rejected one son of the rejected would be the interpolation addressed to some long-bearded khorasani and in that to come o hog and brother of a hoggess and so he continued till i wondered that no one dared to turn and rend him after vainly addressing the pilgrims of whom nothing could be seen but a mosaic of occiputs and shoulder-blades the boy mohammed collected about half a dozen stalwart meccans with whose assistance by sheer strength we wedged our way into the thin and light-legged crowd the bedouins turned round upon us like wild cats but they had no daggers the season being autumn they had not swelled themselves with milk for six months and they had become such living mummies that i could have managed single-handed half a dozen of them after thus reaching the stone despite popular indignation testified by impatient shouts we monopolized the use of it for at least ten minutes whilst kissing it and rubbing hands and forehead upon it i narrowly observed it and came away persuaded that it is a big aerolite
on september twelfth we mounted the litter and set out for arafat the mount of wrestling in prayer arafat is about a six hours march or twelve miles on the taif road due east of mecca we arrived there in a shorter time but our weary camels during the last third of the way frequently threw themselves upon the ground human beings suffered more between muna and arafat i saw no less than five men fall down and die upon the highway exhausted and moribund they had dragged themselves out to give up the ghost where it departs to instant beatitude the spectacle showed how easy it is to die in these latitudes each man suddenly staggered fell as if shot and after a brief convulsion lay still as marble the corpse were carefully taken up and carelessly buried that same evening in a vacant space among the crowds encamped upon the arafat plain nothing can be more picturesque than the view the mountain affords of the blue peaks behind and the vast encampments scattered over the barren yellow plain below on the north lay the regularly pitched camp of the guards that defend the unarmed pilgrims to the eastward was the sheriff's encampment with the bright mamals and the gilt knobs of the grander pavilions whilst on the southern and western sides the tents of the vulgar crowded the ground disposed in dowers or circles for penning cattle after many calculations i estimated the number to be not less than fifty thousand of all ages and sexes the ceremony of rami or stoning the great devil is a curious sight the shaitan el kabir is a stone pillar backed by a wall as the ceremony must be performed on the first day by all pilgrims between sunrise and sunset and as the fiend was malicious enough to appear in a rugged pass the crowd makes the place dangerous on one side of the road which is not forty feet broad stood a row of shops belonging principally to barbers on the other side is the rugged wall of the pillar with a chevaux de frise of bedouins and naked boys the narrow space was crowded with pilgrims all struggling like drowning men to approach as near as possible to the devil it would have been easy to run over the heads of the mass among them were horsemen with rearing chargers bedouins on wild camels and grandees on mules and asses with outrunners were breaking away by assault and battery i had read ali bey's self-felicitations upon escaping this place with only two wounds in the left leg and had duly provided myself with a hidden dagger the precaution was not useless scarcely had my donkey entered the crowd than he was overthrown by a dromedary and i found myself under the stamping and roaring beast's stomach by a judicious use of the knife i avoided being trampled upon and lost no time in escaping from a place so ignobly dangerous finding an opening at last we approached within about five cubits of the place and holding each stone between the thumb and forefinger of the ring hand cast it at the pillar exclaiming in the name of allah and allah is almighty i do this in hatred of the fiend and to his shame the seven stones being duly thrown we retired and entering the barber's booth took our places upon one of the earthen benches around it this was the time to remove the iram or pilgrim's garb and to return to ilal the normal state of el islam the barber shaved our heads and after trimming our beards and cutting our nails made us repeat these words 
i propose loosening my iram according to the practice of the prophet whom may allah bless and preserve o allah make unto me in every hair a light a purity and a generous reward in the name of allah and allah is almighty at the conclusion of his labor the barber politely addressed to us a naiman pleasure to you to which we as ceremoniously replied allah give thee pleasure later upon returning to the city from the sacrifice of sheep in the valley of muna we bathed and when noon drew nigh we repaired to the haram for the purpose of hearing the sermon descending to the cloisters below the babel ziada i stood wonderstruck by the scene before me the vast quadrangle was crowded with worshippers sitting in long rows and everywhere facing the central black tower the showy colors of their dresses were not to be surpassed by a garden of the most brilliant flowers and such diversity of detail would probably not be seen massed together in any other building upon earth the women a dull and sombre-looking group sat apart in their peculiar place the pasha stood on the roof of zemzem surrounded by guards in nizam uniform where the principal ulema stationed themselves the crowd was thicker and in the more auspicious spots naught was to be seen but a pavement of heads and shoulders nothing seemed to move but a few dervishes who censer in hand sidled through the rows and received the unsolicited alms of the faithful apparently in the midst and raised above the crowd by the tall pointed pulpit whose gilt spire flamed in the sun sat the preacher an old man with snowy beard the style of headdress called talesan covered his turban which was white as his robes and a short staff supported his left hand presently he arose took the staff in his right hand pronounced a few inaudible words and sat down again on one of the lower steps whilst amusin at the foot of the pulpit recited the call to sermon then the old man stood up and began to preach as the majestic figure began to exert itself there was a deep silence presently a general amin was intoned by the crowd at the conclusion of some long sentence and at last towards the end of the sermon every third or fourth word was followed by the simultaneous rise and fall of thousands of voices i have seen the religious ceremonies of many lands but never nowhere aught so solemn so impressive as this spectacle End of chapter 28